As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Coming this summer to the big screen is an unexpected return of your favorite dead actors. Humphrey Bogart. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Marilyn Monroe. Good night, honey. Marlon Brando. I want you to put your fingers up my ass. And many more celebrity digital recreations in... The Uncanny Valley. Hear what top film critic Tuck Silverspoon has to say about it. The Uncanny Valley is a colossal achievement in cinema. Legendary actors of Hollywood's bygone golden era have been sumptuously resurrected by the best in the CGI biz. True, the budget could have been used towards a more humanitarian effort, like empowering under-resourced neighborhoods, but has Elizabeth Taylor looked more stunning than the 200 trillion pixels that she is now? Hear what the audience has to say about it. So what did you guys think about the Uncanny Valley? Um, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. 10 out of 10. I'd definitely do it again. And what'd you think of the digital recreations of all those celebrities? They looked exactly like the originals. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Are you guys out of your fucking minds? That didn't look like any of them. They looked like old video games. So take the risk of catching COVID and go see... The Uncanny Valley, a cinematic experience guaranteed to insult your intelligence. In the words of Alex Rogers, Episode 11, Caught the COVID. Well, 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 if it isn't you, 
then it isn't me. And if you ain't 22, I'm 103. Hey, my friends. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. I am back on the attack, but going nice and slow as I go. I don't have to tell you all, but I'm going to do it anyway because this is Alex Rogers recording and reporting from a timeless zone in which your listening is the now. And now is a very important time for me, for you, for everyone we know. In this moment, now, I am re-emerging from a long time spent in the crib. Oh, well, that, well that, that's a happy baby right now. Okay, <laughs> happy baby. Newsflash, I tested positive for COVID and I rolled with the corona wave. Oh, I don't recommend it, folks. I don't recommend the experience. And my experience, before you all get real nervous, was actually, has been, pretty manageable. Now, why did I just change everything from was tense to has been tense? Well, I uh, call it paranoia, call it what you will. I live my life always assuming that there's some representative of the gotcha gods, of the jinx deities who are around me to uh, pull that old uh, flying carpet out from under me if I say something uh, silly like, oh, I'm good now, I'm over it, I'm fine. I mean, hey, some of you who might be hearing me right, my right, oh, gee whiz, Alex, come on, get, let, 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 let's make sense as we start a sentence. Some of you who are listening to me right now may be thinking, well, Alex, you sound like your normal jaunty self. You don't sound like you got phased one bit. You should have seen me over the last 14 days, 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 days. You know, it's... Very strange, folks. I'm right now in this <laughs> timeless zone that I always like to tout. It is, uh, for reference sake, 2021. And I went through all of 2020 not getting sick once. Not once, baby. I went through that like a fucking ballet dancer on a lava pit. And I did it. You know, th- there, there was a... Uh, all kinds of things going down, not the least of which COVID, and I did pretty well. And you know, probably I did pretty well because LA hadn't become a hotbed of disease and plague just yet. So in this timeless, undefined zone that you can nevertheless pinpoint to a specific moment, we are coming from a really scary LA in which they say one in three are catching this disease. And I, ladies and gentlemen, am that one in three. Oh, what a way to kick off the new year and the new age. I'm newly turned 37. I was getting back into the swing of work. In fact, I had afforded myself a nice little vacation. And then the disease god said, oh, no, you're going to have another vacation. But this one is forced upon you. So, you know, it's hard to pinpoint it. Where did I get the COVID from? Who gave me coronavirus? Who here? Be very, very quiet. We're hunting for coronavirus. Ah. Oh, 
we found it. Uh-oh, now coronavirus has us. Looks like we were the hunted ones all along. Yep. I don't quite know how it happened because, uh, well, you go out the door and you look left or right and somebody ain't got their mask on. You know, I take the bus sometimes. Some sucker always has their mask either completely off or kind of under their chin. And then even if you walk the street, you got to dodge people without masks. You know, even my uh, grocery store, I'm sure, is getting compromised. Just because, you know, when you still have to work out in the public, folks, you just can't maintain class-perfect, golden-rule, COVID-era rules. It's just not possible. Now, I don't mean I'm breathing all over people at work, but you're not maintaining that social distance at all times. It's a grocery store, public places. And I gotta say, most of us suck at keeping to ourselves. We can't do it. We're social creatures. Humanity survived long ago by getting into social groups. And then one day, they developed a terrible thing called money. But that's for another conversation for another time. Yeah, it was... Um, it started to feel weird. Let me, you know, here's the thing. I want to educate you all as best I can, having come from, and maybe to a certain degree, still a few toes left in, the cesspool swamp that is COVID. I, I want to be able to report from the fucking front lines of this experience. The thing is, as I understand it, this disease is different in each recipient of it. So... What I went through might just be my own. Some of my symptoms are indeed shared by others who go through this rock and roll disaster. But uh, it, not everyone has the same course of events. So I knew, I felt a little, one night, I felt this little chill. Just like a kind of little, like, chill, sort of achy feeling in me. But I bundled up. I figured, hey, you know, we're in winter. Even LA gets cold. This is where all my friends east of me go, oh, boo fucking who? You're LA winter. Go fuck yourself. I'm in New York. I'm in New York. I got a fucking blizzard going up my ass. I can't stay warm. I'm, I'm turning into a fucking popsicle out here. And here we are going, oh my God, it's 49 degrees. Still, um... Gets a little chilly for us desert folk out here. Wait, L.A. is a desert? Oh, do your geographical history for me. Don't let me do it for you, please. So, I go to bed, stay nice and warm, wake up the next day, feel fine. I go to work, everything seems to be okay. Get home, go to sleep, still feel fine. The next morning, I wake up with a sort of wheeze, like a bad asthma shortage of breath. I'm coughing. I've got a migraine, a splitting headache migraine, and nausea to go with it. Now, when you get a nice cocktail of goodies like I woke up with, um, you try to piece it together, and you pinpoint a couple of things to your own uh, normal 
uh, problems that you've had throughout your life. For example, I've struggled with migraines and nausea. It's happened to me throughout my whole life. So I kind of thought, oh, I'm just having a one of those bad days. But why am I waking up with like level 10 headache? And why do I feel like I'm going to throw up? And why can't I take a full breath without coughing? Well, of course, I have in my mind a little annoying little fairy going, it could be COVID. It could be COVID. You should, get, you should go get checked. You should go get checked, even though now you have the paranoid thought that if you have it, if you go out to get checked, you'll get a bunch of people sick. So, you know, you, you stay initially uh real sort of in denial. No, it can't be me. No, no, no. It, 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 it can't be COVID. I don't, I don't have a fever. I don't have a fever. That's how I was also uh, uh, making excuses for myself. I was taking my temperature. Temperature seemed fine. Took my oximeter uh, reading. Seemed fine as well. But I've definitely got this cough. What the fuck is happening? So, naturally, I keep my distance from my friends, my roommates, from work even, And I take the next few days to just kind of monitor myself. It ain't getting better. I'm getting more coffee. More coffee? (laughs) No, no, thank you. I have enough, please. Thanks a lot. (laughs) I, uh, I couldn't, uh, couldn't maintain that breath. Um, on day one, I definitely had to, uh, sorry to be graphic, but I had to throw up. I had to just take care of that. And uh, for a second, I thought, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I got that out. So after day one, the nauseous feeling, the headache feeling, that went away. But day two, three, four, five, I am definitely uh, just not able to take a full breath. Also starting to feel a little faint as each day goes by. My energy levels are getting wonky. Um, the other thing that we've been hearing about that definitely happened to me my sense of smell got whacked off course. Now, I'm not going to say, he said whacked off. Stop it. Stop it. I'm talking about my nose. But yes, my sense of smell uh, was about 90% off. Uh, Couldn't smell anything. (laughs) You you know a real indication that you have um, the COVID uh, nose cancellation? When you can't smell your own farts. Now, don't get worried, folks. It's not like I sit around all day smelling my farts. Not since 1987, certainly. Uh, But I have uh, just, uh, you know, look, let's be honest. When you you fart and you're by yourself, you know, you're a little curious. You take a little whiff sometimes. Don't fucking pretend you haven't. You, listener at home. You know what your smart your smarts felt like. One smart man, he felt smart. One smart man, he felt smart. Your farts, what they smelt like. Yeah, that's a that's a very personal, um, uh, uh, intimate knowledge that we all have about ourselves. Well, you'll know that you have a COVID nose cancellation smell thing going on when you can't smell your own farts, let alone the farts of anyone else. Now listen, for those of you who are into farts like that, I'm not judging you, it's just not my thing, and uh, let's part ways and call ourselves friends. So, I, uh, yeah, that that's an indication. And meanwhile, um, I'm getting all the more sort of foggy in my mind. And... Um, it's kind of like that. It, it definitely felt like a kind of flu thing where you sit there and you're like, I should really um, maybe get some water. Yeah, I should, I should get up and get some water. All right, let's get up and get some water. Come on, legs. Are you going to? Yeah, I don't know. And then the legs are like, yeah, I'm just waiting for the brain to tell me to, to move. Uh, and uh, 
And whenever they tell me to move, I'll move. And then you're like, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to the brain for you, Legs, and see if the, uh, if the brain will help us out. Brain, are you, are you in the mood to uh, move the body? And the brain is going, sailing, take me away to where I'm going in COVIDville. Um, I don't know why I broke into Christopher Cross right there. It just kind of seemed kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, you just have a general disconnect going on in your whole system. And um, well, I finally uh, pinned down a little center that was nearby for me to walk to. Uh, because yes, those of you who have been following this whole time, my car still has not been attended to. So I can't drive anywhere. And I'm not going to get into a ride share with somebody because the last thing I want to go through is, is, is maybe get tested positive and then worry that I've poisoned someone and ruined their whole life. Um, so I walked to a little center uh, that um, it was legit, but when you just kind of slap the word MD on anything and the person who greets you isn't even greeting you. They're sitting with their oh mask off under their chin. She's barely 20 if she's a day. She's excitedly tap to tap 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 to tap to tap tap tapping on her cell phone with her lovely gorgeous nails. And uh not really looking up, not really paying attention. I kind of surprised her. Oh <laughs> I didn't see you there. Okay, sir, you can just fill this out and um uh, make sure that you fill out the um the, um, uh, the, um, the, um, I'm like, okay, no, you don't get to say the, um, the, um, the, um, when I'm scared that I have COVID. I was also a bit of a mess that day, folks. I was in a bad spot, feeling very pissed off at the world. The, the, again, those of you who've been following up to this point, you might know the key word werewolf. Yeah, werewolf was coming out, getting a little prickly, getting a little enraged by everything. And also, you know, when you're when you kind of know that you got something going on, because my body was telling me, hey, man, even if you test negative, you got to figure out what's going on because something clearly is off with you. I hadn't really felt this before. That's the weird thing about COVID is if you catch it, you may notice you haven't ever felt anything like this before. And um, when you walk to go get yourself tested, you're trying to avoid people, especially now, because I might be a walking time bomb. And I'm starting to get riled up and angry. And and because I still see people fucking Johnny Smiley Face out there on his goddamn phone. Dude, you guys out there need to stop taking up street corners loudly on your phone with your nothing conversations. I know, I know. And then Dale said something that after Bob said something. And then I'm saying what they said to you. <laughs> okay, it's no longer interesting. Never was. And, you, and if you're gonna fucking waste everyone's time, put a fucking mask on your face. Ugh. Anywho. So, I go there. And, um... Now, I've been tested before. And I don't know if I've been given the proper test before. Uh, because when I got to get my first test, many, many moons ago, back in 2020, uh, where I went, this... this <laughs> Look, I'm a six foot three man. And the nurse was like a five foot two lady. And she reached up to sort of swab the rim of my nose. And afterwards, I thought, well, that was pretty gentle. I've heard about people have things getting shoved up their nose. That sounds so unpleasant. At least I never went through that. Um, no, I think what happened last time is because I was standing, 
the poor lady probably had to be up on tiptoe and just barely made it to my nose. So of course I tested negative then. Well, this time round, I sat down and I'm just not really feeling this place either, guys. Like it's not look, I get it. I, I think the whole healthcare system is shot right now. And all of your number ones, number twos, number threes, and number fours, they are exhausted. Some of them probably are now sick at this point. And, um, you know, some of them probably said, fuck this, I'm out of here. So you got your number fives, sixes, and sevens, and eights right now. And um, that's where you, I think, get, you know, the 20-year-old help. Look, she did fine in the end, although, my God, let's have a little bedside manner, folks, because she did the, the proper test. There was no little uh, swab around the rim of my nostrils. We didn't do no, no uh, little rimming. We went full penetration into the goddamn nasal canal. Dude, she was like a medieval lancer with a popsicle stick. I mean, fuck me. You got to give people warning. You got to be like, so I'm going to put a foreign object up your nose uh, I'm going to be digging around into the recesses and cavities of your brain. And whether I get COVID or not, we're going to get things on this that go back to your genealogical pool place. Origins. And she proceeds to just impale my face. Fuck, my eyes are watering. I'm feeling like real kind of just I'm not having a good time, folks. I'm not having a good time. And, uh, and for all of you out there who yearly get your various orifices diddled around with and messed around with and probed and, and, and all that shit, my heart and every other organ to you, <laughs> because that is, um, that's rough, man. And, and, uh, medical field out there, anytime you're going to put something into someone, you got to talk to me like the best possible flight attendant ever. This is going to be a bit of a bumpy ride, and um, what's going to happen is that there's going to be some turbulence. We're going to put this up your nose. You know, just a little something like that. Uh, even if you don't sound like that, even if, even if you sound real like, hey, you can be like, no, I'm not going to lie. This is going to be a big thing going up your nose. But when I take it out, we're going to get to the bottom of the truth of this. Don't you worry. I got you. So, you know, something. A little, little character, a little, little personality, a little interpersonal trust, something going down, you know. But nah, very, very just done, just wink, wink, both nostrils, now get out. Well, man, I'm man enough to say that I cried like a bitch the whole way back. I really did. And I'm even more man enough to say that the little boy in me got so riled up that he called his mommy on his phone. Yes, sir. 37-year-old, six-foot-three, bearded white man charging down the street, angry, crying on the phone to his mother, saying, I did everything right. I wear my mask every day. I always wear gloves. I avoid people. And these fucking idiots are wearing their mask and they get to live their life perfectly. And now I'm probably going to have COVID. I can't live with this. You know... Thanks, mom, for hearing that. By the way, she was she was the bigger man in the uh, in the equation. <laughs> and uh, finally, I got myself home. I calmed my ass down. Got myself into uh, some good uh, reading, and just said, "Look, man, I'm gonna find out the answer, and we're gonna just see what's up." And 
very shortly, like the next day, I get that email. I get the email that we're all afraid of getting when we're in situations like this. And what's funny is it almost felt like a rejection letter from like a a prestigious acting school. It's like, we, you know, we're we're so sorry, but you just didn't make the cut uh, in the healthy world. Uh, You now have COVID. (laughs) And so I just, um, yeah. And it's funny too, because you spend your whole time in this era fearing this disease, avoiding it at all costs. And this is a real thing, my friends. I'm going to just say, if you all out there who haven't caught it yet still believe that this is some government hoax, look, I don't trust the government any more than you, but this ain't no fucking hoax. And when you say that, you insult me, someone who has had it, but also had a pretty manageable version of it, so I'm okay. You also are insulting those who have legitly died from this. And I gotta say that in the very week that I was diagnosed, I heard of the passing of people I know, people I've met, not just names, not just statistics, actual people I've met who have passed from this disease. So have a little heart and a little compassion and a little wisdom when you're out there popping your mouth off about what you believe this thing to be. Look, man, we're past blaming and we're past plotting. This is just the mutation of nature doing her thing. Yes, it's brought on by us fucking around with shit, and that's how this shit usually happens. So this is very much an us and the earth thing. I don't, I don't want to... Yes, and governments are doing bad jobs all over the world, and some are doing better. But the idea that this is an American hoax that the world is going along with, y'all need to fucking sit down and just be glad that you can breathe. Why don't you just be glad about that? In fact, wearing a mask, folks, at this point is a sign of solidarity. It's like wearing, you know, your American flag pin. This is just one of those things where it's like, hey, guess what? I'm wearing a mask. You know why? Because some people don't even get to breathe anymore today. All right. So... Here I am. I finally get this uh, news. And honestly, you know what I first feel? Relief. I had been going through so many tears and fears and anger for months and months. And now I got it. I don't know even how, who, 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 who was it, who did, who cares? You got it. You got COVID. You have tested positive for COVID. They always said I should be more positive, but this is ridiculous. And now, I sat there. I, of course, instantly alerted all of my immediate loved ones and any, you know, work and any other little professional things to take care of that, just to make sure that we're all squared away. And I began my quarantine. Now... If you're thinking that I was tossing and turning in a sweaty, heaving, delirious mess in my bed, uh, no, (laughs) I gotta say, I gotta say, the hanging out part of this was a blast. Uh, You know, I, I don't like not being able to smell things. Coughing every time I breathe is not pleasant. Feeling wonky on your energies, feeling like you gotta crash and take a nap every two hours. No 
not the most fun thing. But I gotta say, being able to finish some books that I've been reading, catching up on a whole bunch of cinema that I've been meaning to get to, having wonderful long conversations with friends on the phone and on Zoom at any time I want, that was excellent, dude. That was a great part of this quarantine. And guess what? I'm very aware of how fucking lucky I am. There are some people who do not get to have so luxurious a quarantine experience. I, I, you know, this was a very good time, strangely enough, even with a disease, even with a new disease. And boy, did I have to make jokes for myself whenever I started to get scared. I'd be like, well, no, hold on now, Alex. Remember, you now have some bat DNA assimilated into you. So don't get scared. You might be able to do something uh, freaky and cool. I can be like, hopefully more on the Spider-Man path rather than the Brundlefly path. Know what I mean? One of the books that I finished uh, during this time down uh, was uh, Neuromancer by William Gibson. Now, um, for any of you who don't know that title, we would not have our concept, I believe, of the internet to begin with. Like before the internet even started, before it was ever created, I think the concept of what it could be very much started with this book. And furthermore, about 70% of The Matrix owes a major nod to it. And maybe, you know, The Matrix people did give uh, their nods to it. But I'm just saying, once you read that book, you're like, oh, I see where you got Trinity. I even see where you got the very word, The Matrix. Uh, you know, people, they, they what's called jacking into The Matrix, where you, where you, put, you know, electrodes on your head and your neck and you go in and all that. Like it's, there's very much, uh, elements that were taken from it to make the matrix. And at one point in the book, our heroes go off world to a little, um, colony just right past the, uh, like the atmosphere of earth, just right up there in the beginning parts of space. And, uh, it's called the Zion cluster. And these are Rastafarians in space. And it's awesome. It is a part of the world of Neuromancer that I really found a lot of comfort in. Because remember, I'm, I've got this sick bio system going on here. I'm, I'm not feeling entirely well. I'd have to put down the book and nap a bit, and then I'd wake up and read some more. And I'm just hanging out with these amazing dudes who are smoking pot in zero-G, doing backflips in zero-G as they help uh, their friends out and they fix things and they design their ships. They put the Lion of Zion uh, imagery all over the uh, sides of their ship. Everything has uh, a cool color scheme. Uh, You know, just very, very cool society of people who uh, you really do want to be hanging out with if you're going to go on any uh, space adventures, I would say. So what I love about these characters, too, is when they do their daily work up in space, everything on every space station they have has dub music playing. Now, what's dub? Is that like dubstep? Uh, 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 no, 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 Cindy Lou Who? No, come back. Not dubstep. Dub. Basically, as I understand it, really cool reggae and not when you see some annoying 
white chick or guy next to you go, oh my God, reggae? I love Bob Marley. There are more than just Bob Marley. Please broaden your understanding of music. So, uh, yeah, this is a dub. Dude, dub is amazing. Dub is feel good, spacey, strange, rhythmic, and sexy, and it takes you on cool little adventures in your mind, and all of it is positive, and not like a COVID test positive. It is just a smooth, wonderful experience, and uh, I've gotten into some artists now. Uh, for those of you out there who are thinking, well, how, where do I start? Basically, okay, so dub, especially the the whole dub scene. We're talking 70s, 80s, and even onwards, dude. I'm listening to even dub made in the last five years. It's great. This is a really cool form of music. I highly recommend get into the following artists to start out with. Because and, and this is what I've been doing. I'm sure there's more. And for all of you listening out there who care to give an opinion. Let me know who else I should be listening to. I'll tell you all who I've been hearing so far. Scientist, King Tubby, Mad Professor, Lee Scratch Perry, and The Upsetters. Start with those. In fact, a really, really good album that I'm especially going to recommend is right off the bat, 1976, Super Ape is the album title, and it's by The Upsetters. Super Ape by The Upsetters. Give your ears a reward, man. Yeah, that has been the sound of healing for me. I've been following the sound of dub, and it's been just... Oh, it's like a... Don't you love when you have already lived a couple decades, and you think you've heard what you're into? And then you start to hear more things. And for me, music is always richer when you can go backwards. Music is living history. And of course, following... Uh, oh, you know, oh, one other artist back there, Burning Spear, Burning Spear. Now, this leads me to uh, the next uh, point right here, which is I then thought, well, there's got to... I've seen before, like, there's a really good movie uh, made in Jamaica in the early 70s called The Harder They Come, which is essentially uh, Superfly with weed as opposed to cocaine <laughs> or even scarface with weed instead of cocaine and then a couple years later they make another movie in jamaica with all kinds of guys who were big at the time on that music scene and that movie's called rockers that was great man it, that is a great movie about creative people who are struggling with poor circumstances and they end up becoming heroes when it really counts. And there's this one scene from it that I want to leave y'all with tonight as just like a cool understanding of what I believe a moment of friendship is all about. The lead character is a... And what I love too is all the characters are themselves. They don't play people with different names. So this guy is a drummer by the name of Horsemouth. And and I'm sorry I didn't take the time to learn his real name, but that that was, you know, it was his nickname. It was his artist name. It's how his friends know him, Horsemouth. And Horsemouth wants to get a motorbike to make his life, you know, a little more mobile and easy and also to be able to pass out records way easier. Well, mid-movie, someone steals his bike. 
ah, oh, fuck. And he's bummed out. And he's and he says, me vexed, man, me vexed. He's vexed, guys. He's fucking vexed. Because someone took his damn bike. That's awful. Well, then he goes to a party. And the party's being thrown by a really big name. Uh, certainly at the time, and I'm sure throughout even today. Burning Spear. I mean, he's like one of the kings of the scene. And he's holding this nice little get-together. Everyone's there, everyone's partying, they're talking. And Horsemouth, his drummer, comes up to him, and he's like, ah, listen, can I talk to you, man? I'm really bummed out. And this is what a real friend does for another friend. This is amazing. It's this wonderful scene where Burning Spear beckons to his friend Horsemouth. He's like, hey, I got you. I got you. All oh, that sucks. They took your bike, man. Come here. Let's, let's go down to the beach. They leave the party. And remember, this is Burning Spear's party. He's almost holding court. But this is my friend. He's had a horrible day. He's also my drummer. I love this man. So he and Horsemouth leave the party. They go down to the beach. They sit down. The beautiful sounds of crashing surf are around them. Burning Spear removes from his shirt pocket two pristinely rolled joints. One for Horsemouth, one for him. Now that's a fucking great friend. It's it's special enough when you get to share a joint together, but dude, I made one rolled up for you and for me? That's a fucking friend, man. And then, not only does he treat his buddy to his own joint, while Burning Spear himself lightly hits his J, he starts singing to his friend singing to him oh my gosh man and just a beautiful song about how jaw is not dead jaw no dead jaw no dead as they just smoke their jays get in touch with their center and are rerooted in kindness and friendship and the hope that scene alone my friends i feel like is something we can all do for each other Well, come to the end of the time on this one, but I just want to say I'm feeling better. I don't want to scare you all when I tell you that I had COVID, but I am here to tell you that if I got it, and I'm a guy who has been living his life very isolated, I have been keeping massive distance from people, and I don't fuck around with any party scene during this time. And your boy still tested positive, And he did not have a symptom-free experience. Now, I was and am a lucky boy. And I thank every lucky star that shines upon me for that. That said, everyone do stay healthy. And please mask up. I know I'm always yelling at you all, so we're not going to yell this time. Except I'm just going to say, be fucking careful! Take this shit seriously! No, I'm kidding. I love you guys. Thank you very much for hearing me. We'll tune in next time, and we're going to get healthier and healthier. Praise be to all fangs. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your rhyme.
In the Words of Alex Rogers is a podcast orbiting the mothership of Wild 7 Studios. Music by Inca Rose. Keep your ears open for storyscapes, Simpin' After Dark, and other audio goodies from Wild 7. And keep your eyes open for its first feature-length film, Debbie and the Devil.